This month, comedy legend Dave Chappelle released his latest stand-up special for Netflix. It's called The Closer. It immediately drew criticism for jokes widely viewed as transphobic and has created turmoil behind the scenes at Netflix. But there's also been a backlash to the backlash by fans who say social justice warriors just want to cancel Chappelle. But one group is particularly well-positioned to have insight on the controversy. LGBTQ comedians. I'm Gustavo Ariano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. It's Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. Today, I'm handing off this episode to LA Times Arts and Entertainment Deputy Editor Nate Jackson. He recently had a roundtable discussion with stand-up comics, Tuesday Thomas, who's trans, Devin Boucher, who's lesbian, and Billy McCartney, who's gay. They talked with Nate about Chappelle, stand-up comedy, and sensitive times, and what's next. They also mentioned Daphne Dorman, an activist and comedian who was trans. Chappelle talked about his friendship with her and also about her suicide in his latest special. Nate, take it away. First of all, you guys are awesome. One thing I haven't seen is literally this, you know, comedians weighing in, but just from an LGBTQ perspective and how the special sort of resonated or, you know, you weren't feeling it or whatever your point of view might be. So Tuesday, what was your sort of gut reaction upon watching it? And what were some of your first thoughts about the special? I think Dave Chappelle is funny, but I think these jokes aren't. I think they are beneath him. He had said earlier that, you know, he didn't care. You know, if you want to be called a woman, that's fine. But he had somebody come up to him in a miniskirt showing their junk. And it was hard for him to, after a show, it was hard for him to, you know, say that that's really a woman because he's seen things under the miniskirt. And I'm like, dude, I lived in San Francisco. I've seen people walking naked down the Castro. I've seen leather guys, you know, walking with full leather gear. But not once have I seen a trans woman in a miniskirt with their junk hanging out, especially at a place after a show like the punchline. Mm. I mean, you're, you're being a bit disingenuous to me. There's not something that hits right. And that's what happens now is nothing hits right for me. There's always that question of it's like he said he was very good friends with Daphne. And I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not part of Chappelle's thing, but the way he speaks on it and it's like after she's gone it's like she's my good friend and she liked this and he's using one person as his okay get out of jail free card and we all know that that's happened like white people have done that in the past and well i can say it i have a black friend it's almost like he's doing that I just don't understand why he needs to say stuff like that. Mm. I'm okay with it, actually, because to me, it proves what he is. And he's showing what kind of person. And I couldn't, I mean, I almost turned it off when he said, Caitlyn Jenner, I met her. She's a, she's a good person. I'm like, no, if that's the kind of friends you want to hang out with, I'm like, okay. Mm. Interesting. (laughs) And uh, Devin, I wanted to get your reaction too, because I mean, uh, we had, talked a little bit about it but i want to hear more from you and your take on it did you laugh did you feel like it was a good special or, or not so much or i i laughed through the whole thing i am old school i'm born in 63 i remember when the comedians like red fox and like you know richard Pryor and people like that crossed the line all the time 
I just got real tough skin when it comes to to comics and them saying things and and me being easily offended. I'm not I'm not easily offended. Mm. I mean, coming from a person who has been gay bashed on more than one occasion, it's not like he's out there, you know, physically beating up on gay people. These are jokes. Some people are going to like them. Some people are not going to like them. Okay. And he had to have some type of really good relationship with Daphne to make her a headliner. And she was an amateur. You know what I'm saying? He put her up there and she bombed for 45 minutes. So I believe they did have a close relationship. And I believe that Daphne knew his heart. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think Dave is kind of misunderstood sometimes. And I mean, some of those jokes was funny as hell to me. And um I think we live in a cancel culture right now. Mm. And that people easily cancel people when they hear shit that they don't like. Mm. But we didn't have the internet back then. And so, you know, if, if somebody said something they didn't like, then you wouldn't buy Red Fox's album or you wouldn't go see him. But you didn't get on the internet with thousands and thousands of people going, I want his special, you know, off Netflix. You know, I understand certain parts of the gay community being upset, but I'm black. I'm a female. And I'm a comedian and I'm not easily offended. Mm. So what he said at the end though was interesting when he said that he wasn't telling any more trans jokes until I guess he built the bridge or built the relationship with mm. us because he's got so many people mad at him. I mean, he cares. It seems like it really bothers him that he's got a large percentage of our community that is mad at him right now. And so I think he wants to build the bridge, but I don't think you should silence comedians. Okay. So let let me, let me read this. I wrote this down. So blacks can talk about whites. Gays can talk about straights. And if you're black, gay, and Jewish, you can talk about everybody. (laughs) So I've gone and and told jokes about dating and, 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 and dating women on POF and things like that. And the straight people, they weren't feeling it. So, Sometimes I'm going to hit. Sometimes I'm not going to hit. Sometimes I'm going to, I'm going to offend people. Just my presence offends people. Mm. Sometimes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I've walked into a straight club and people be like, oh, damn. I'm like, yeah, Wanda Sykes ain't the only one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, Wanda's, and Wanda's more feminine than me. So guess what? You get, you get this, this dyke, this butch dyke on stage. And she's telling jokes in a straight club, especially at the J spot. Oh my God, I never forget. It must have been a church night. All black people, very churchy, very stiff. I told my gay jokes and guess what? I kept it moving because I knew that everywhere else those jokes hit. Mm-hmm. And just because it was crickets there, it didn't mean a damn thing to me. So Dave Chappelle is going to tell jokes. Some people are going to like it. Some people ain't going to like it. Some people are going to be offended. And some people are not going to be offended. So me personally, I wasn't offended. I felt like he crossed the line a couple of times. But guess what? In the future, I'm probably going to be crossing the line too. (laughs) You know? We'll be right back after this break.
Billy, how have you sort of been, what was your initial response and then working it into like a joke form and like, how has that been for you now? My knee jerk reaction was to get angry, which is, I think, normal. I just immediately was like, ah, um, and I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm less angry <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> But it's it's tough. And I think especially for people like my age, Dave Chappelle is fairly important to a lot of us. Chappelle show like started when I was in middle school, I think. Mm. Like and and the hardest thing about this has been I never thought I would have a time where I would say, honestly, Dave Chappelle's ignorant on what he's talking about, because that's never been the case before about uh, like any special I've ever seen, any like any major issues he's talking on, I could very confidently be like, ooh, ooh, Dave's talking. Let's hold on. I want to hear. And the thing that hurt about this special is that, well, a lot, but it starts off so strong. Mm. And there's a lot of really clever, really great jokes, especially in the first half. I think my favorite joke in the whole special is when he talks at the beginning about white gays who are a minority until they need to be white again. Like, <laughs> like when that joke happened, I was like, oh, no, I'm wrong about this whole thing. I was like, that's my favorite because that's I love that joke. It's a it's a and I, I it's a it's a point that we need to make, like in the gay community. I've, I had jokes about waiting tables in Oklahoma City where depending on the vibe, when I greeted the table, it was like, oh, straight Billy's coming out because I want better tips. Mm. And it's, it's I, I used to joke about it being like weaponizing white privilege. It's like, oh, here we go. Okay, yes, hello, welcome. Would you like an iced tea tonight? Um, but when it comes to cancel culture, I do want to say I don't want Dave Chappelle canceled for this. I don't think he should be canceled for this. Cancel culture is great when it's like mm. people that actually harmed others. I do think this special is harmful, but I do not think this special is malicious. And I think that's important. I think he felt he was talking on this in a place uh, of authority. And that's a bummer because there's so many things that are just like factually wrong. And that's hard to say, to be like, well, in this, Dave Chappelle is wrong. Full stop. It's not that the jokes are bad. Because I even laughed, I even laughed up until the end of the show, even in the like, you know, the final 10 minutes when I was like, oh, buddy, oh, buddy, here we go. That's just inaccurate. You don't know enough trans people, just full stop. <laughs> but then there are like the lazy jokes and the the low hanging fruit jokes. And I really got upset that he talked about how like punching down doesn't exist. And then his final beat was about punching down. It was like, then what are you talking about? You just contradicted your whole thesis statement. Mm. And and when some of the jokes got more transphobic and more homophobic, it soured the jokes that I liked earlier on in the special. It made me be like, I wish the joke about white gays calling the cops was told by a gay comedian now. I wish you hadn't told that joke mm. because I, I, it's, you've kind of soured it. And then... Uh, Ugh. And then the other thing that uh, got to me after it was over, because as soon as it was done, I was like, well, I liked most of that. I was like, there was all the, the J.K. Rowling turf stuff that was extremely just wrong. Like, that's not correct. But then there's there's little things he does in it where, like, he has this hypothetical argument with a trans woman in a club. And 
she talks about she's got two gay black men with her and she talks about struggling for decades and he talks about struggling for centuries and it's all there's multiple times where it's almost like he's trying to pit queer people against black people and who has suffered the most and that's bizarre to me it's like there's no intersectionality and it's like in that situation as soon as the trans woman was coming at him for his opinions he was looking at the gay black man like are you going to do anything like they can't be black and gay mm. they have to make a choice right then there are a couple times where it was like trying to pit queer people the lgbt community against the black community about who has struggled the most and it's like in that argument everybody loses well except for you know white people. And that kind of bummed me out because I've I've spent a lot of time really appreciating Dave Chappelle's point of view and his comedy and his ability to wrap activism up in comedy and especially to talk about race issues make white people the brunt of the joke and also educate. And I thought that he probably could have done that again, but so often in this it felt like he thought this was a special for queer people and by the end it became a special for straight people where queer people were the brunt of the jokes. Mm. Well, keen off on what you said, I want to talk to Tuesday and Devin on this because like you mentioned like the the idea of pitting black people against gay people or I think in other cases younger LGBT people versus older LGBT people. I feel like that would be something maybe the two of you could weigh on it. Maybe we could go with Devin first and then Tuesday. What did you pick up about any semblance of those sort of parallels or divisions? Well, you know, I'm black first. Um, right. Even though I was born gay, I, I feel like I'm I'm black first because people couldn't always see that I was gay first, but they could see that I was black first. I didn't even come out until like junior high, high school, you know. But I have I have suffered for both. I have, like I mentioned earlier, being gay bashed, but I've also grew up in Indiana and experienced a lot of racism. And when a lot of people ask me, why did I move to California? I, I grouped them together because of racism and homophobia. That's exactly why I left Indianapolis, Indiana. And the thing is, I have brothers and I've heard the stories of being pulled out of the car and thrown on the hood and guns put it to the back of their heads. And, and I know the fear. I have a cousin that was killed by a police officer. So being gay, we're we're not afraid for our lives anymore because the gay movement did take them and we do have protection. Now I can, you know, I can get married, I can um I can adopt children. It's a hate crime to beat me up now. Back in the day you kick my ass and nothing would come of it. You know, but they're still killing black people and, and, and black people are still being set up by the cops and black people across this country are still being put in jail for things like marijuana where it's legal in, in some of the states. So, you know, we're still being mistreated, systemic racism. I mean, yeah, I can understand what he's saying. Right. The gay movement says, shoo, and then the black people are still sitting there like, what, well, what the hell happened? What about us? I was interested. Yeah. Maybe you could toss it to, to Tuesday. I wanted to see, like, cause you, as someone who, I don't know how long you've been trans or transitioned or when that happened for you, but I just wanted to kind of talk about it and like, see like how it can relate to like what Dave said about issues of sensitivity or how people sort of 
take things in, in the LGBT community versus like, you know, earlier, you know, so I don't know, maybe you, if you want to weigh well, in I've been that. trans my whole life. I mean, yeah. I was beaten up as a child. Okay. I was forced into uh, be trying to be something I'm not. Yeah. I also, you look at me and I'm opalescent. I'm so freaking white. Okay. But the reality is, is I have a grandmother who drank a lot and slept around a lot and had a lot of kids. And three of them were from a black man and they were around my age. So mm. I also grew up being beaten up for being a sissy, mm. but I also was beating people up for calling my aunts and uncles the N word. Mm. And I was being beaten up for that. I saw what they went through. At the same time, I was being beaten up and stuff. When as an adult, I've been through rape. I've been through guns to my head. I've been through a lot of horrible, horrible things. I also know that the T in the LGBT did not come about until the late 90s. Mm. I would go to places asking for help, LGB, uh, GLB first, then LGB, because they put the lesbian first centers and told that I'm not one of you and I can't get any help. So trans are the last of the line. We're the last of the line in the gay community. And coming up through, I also know that when I was with the black gays and the black trans, I was treated better because I wasn't misgendered. White gay people often made me the butt of the joke and were like, him, that's a him, that's a him. Or the black were always like, oh, girl, she, they were, you know. Mm. Okay, so I have experience not being black. I cannot say that. I cannot be, I don't have that, but I have adjacency where I've helped fight for the black trans and, and the black things. And I'm not trying to say this to make myself be like a hero. I'm just giving you background of my life. So I know that the white patriarchy of the white gay community, I agree 100% with what he said about that. I've experienced that, and they've moved it forward. And the reason they could move it forward is because of systemic racism, because white males, cis males, can make more money than anybody else. And so they have the monetary power to push the gay agenda through. I was born a year before you, Devin, and I have thick skin, and I grew up hearing all these jokes to my face about myself, trans people. I lived stealth for a long time. I heard people making jokes, and I tried to hide in the community. I'm finally, you know, out there and outspoken, and I have the thick skin, too. But I think there's accountability. First of all, I don't think there's a punchline to a lot of those jokes. Mm. I think that I'd be okay if there were punchlines. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not. You know yeah. what I think? I think that Dave Chappelle should be at one of these roundtables. Yes. I would love to. And I think that once he <laughs> understands the, the, the pain right. of the gay community, then maybe he might be. And the trans community, because we are a little different. <laughs> well, you know what? When I when I'm old school, when I say gay community, it's I know what you mean. Community. You're full of love. It's, You're full of love, family. and I get it. I get yeah, it. Absolutely. But, I, but I want you to be aware that there's a lot of people that don't get it. So, you know, yeah. we need to be like more vocal because what's happened is it's an umbrella term, and when people say gay community, they're thinking of of Billy and Devin. They're not yep. thinking of me, even though you guys are thinking of me, and you're oh, out of yeah, luck. Absolutely, I, I you know the other people talk. aren't, and we need to like have that. I want to throw it to Billy about. Hey. We've had a lot of conversation here, and I wanted to see, you know, if you've had any conversations 
amongst your friends and, and people in your circle about this special and how that's been beneficial to you? Well, yeah, there's, so my, my very, very best friend is straight. It's not his fault. Apparently he's just <laughs> born that way. And, and he is a pretty diehard Dave Chappelle fan and has been for like ever. And I called him before I watched this one. And he said, well, he said, I watched it without seeing any of the press. He said, I just jumped in. He goes, and I was surprised. And he said, and I was surprised that I just didn't laugh for the whole second half of it. And I think a lot of people in my age range, even straight people, just have no patience for like a lack of education because we feel like we've been educating people since we were 14 years old. And I think that's what really hits with this one. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just like you, you have the capability to know better, Dave. Like we know you do. That's why we love you. And that's kind of why this hurt. I mean, there was, I remember there, there was one other part he said in the special where he disparaged a trans person for describing the queer community as their tribe. And it was like, you don't think we can have a shared community because of, of who we are and because of our orientation or our sexuality or our gender. Like that, it was, again, just like disparaging the whole concept of queer people being a united minority group, which is bananas. Most people I've talked to are, are in my age group, either straight or not, are, are not pleased with it, which is probably good, but no one is like Dave Chappelle's done. No, you know, no one is like, I never want to see a special again. Cause I even found after watching the special, I was like, gosh, I would love to meet him. I would love to bump into him and just be able to talk about this because he's so close so many times and then he undercuts himself as much as of this special that I think was harmful and that did because he, it is such a large platform because it's Netflix. It's the fact that it is such a, a platform full stop. This special does make the lives of trans people in America more difficult. That's what it is going to do because that's what the content is. I do not believe still that he was malicious going into this. And I do believe that there's definitely room to talk about this with him and that he can change his mind and be open about it because he's so smart about these yeah. things. I think that's where all the backlash is. Mm. I think all the backlash is, especially like people my age who grew up being like, oh, you know, Dave Chappelle, he's the one that taught me about race issues. He's the one that taught, you know, he's done all these things that's made me a better person and a better comedian. The audience for this special is not the queer community. And I think he thinks it is. The audience yeah. for this special is people who are already transphobic and want their transphobia validated mm. in some subtle way. I don't think he's transphobic. I don't yes. think he is either. I don't either. I don't either. I think he's a good guy. I just think. And I think an open table with him would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Around no, I really appreciate this. This is an ongoing discussion, and I really appreciate you guys for participating in it. And I think I've had a lot of fun, and I've learned a lot. And I want to do more stuff like this to give more comedians a platform to talk about these kind of issues because we need it. It's Gustavo again. There's been developments ever since Nate talked with the LGBTQ comedians about Dave Chappelle and his special. Netflix fired an employee for allegedly leaking internal data in the wake of the controversy. A virtual walkout is planned for tomorrow by Netflix employees. Over a thousand of them have signed a petition vowing they will do so. 
And that's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Tomorrow, another roundtable discussion, this time about the ports of Long Beach and Los Angeles and how they're messing up the supply chain. Our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Melissa Kaplan, and Ashley Brown. Our engineer is Mario Diaz. Our editors are Shawnee Hilton and Lauren Rabb. And our theme music is by Andrew Epen. Like what you're listening to? Then make sure to follow The Times on whatever platform you use. Don't make us the Puccia Podcasts. I'm Gustavo Ariano. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news and this matter. Gracias.